Welcome to the Tilted Takes Podcast. Hey, how's it going? And welcome back to the Tilted Take Podcast. I am your host, Endless. I'm joined with the other host, of course, Panda. How's it going, man? Loving life, man. Just another day at work. Another day at work. Another day of uh, the usual grind. It's, uh, you know, it's relatively new for us, right? Well, I shouldn't say us. I should say you. Just, you know, the recently graduate, getting into the real world. It's, it's fun, huh? It's a, it's a blast, you know, but it's a, it's definitely a balance of uh, you know, Fortnite time, podcast time, <laughs> and just everything else. You Friends, know, the, family, the work, baseball. Man, you got too right. much going on. Right, right, right. Yeah, but that Fortnite grind never stops. No, never. Uh, Fortnite definitely kicks out a lot of things. <laughs> For sure. All right. Last time you heard from us, we did a recap from week five of Friday Fortnite. Week six has took place. Like we've you know, Keemstar has been releasing the tournament, like the official brackets, kind of later and later. So, you know, we won't be able to do any prediction episodes where we really talk about who we think will win unless that's released early enough to where me and Panda can sit down and do an episode. So if that happens, maybe towards the future we can do those. Uh, and then we talked about the E3 event, which was the Pro-Am, which was awesome. And uh, that's where we're going to start the podcast off for this episode. We're going to quickly review the E3. We're going to go in and review Friday Fortnite for week number six. And then we're going to end with uh, a few more kind of esports announcements, tournament announcements that have happened in the Fortnite scene. Um, so E3 overall was, it was cool. It was cool to see like an official epic event. We saw a spec client. Um, we saw just the format as a whole. It, the format wasn't announced until like a few hours before the tournament took place. Panda, any, any major thing that you saw that you loved that you thought it was different, weird, hated, so on. I loved the different kind of intros people did. Um, <laughs> by far the best was the C's. Oh my God. Woods. I mean, let's talk about a gigantic man on the shoulders of a not-so-gigantic man, <laughs> but obviously very strong being a wrestler. Oh, but, my um, God. But, I mean, who would have thought unicorn, matching unicorn onesies was going to be the uh, the best intro of them all? Yeah, that was – I was – definitely impressed and it was it was just fun seeing that the content creators and you know all these famous people with a lot of fans uh just interacting with people and having fun and just you, you know just it wasn't just a dead serious competition that you may see with actual pro teams and it was it was a great event overall um spec client let's talk about that real quick that was a very pretty big trendy topic on the reddit a lot of people enjoyed it a lot of people said that epic does need to look at it and see how they can you know maybe make it more enjoyable for viewers to watch there was a few weird angles a few few weird things that were happening that was kind of hard to keep track of what was happening but for the most part it was cool to see like the full map to see everyone's names to see people were landing and that was kind of our first really uh look at maybe a spec client in fortnite yeah it was definitely something that added added uh, a new view to it and they let the let the announcers as uh golden boy and lupo and uh 
the others talk about just different different ways and different viewpoints of how people are playing and what they're doing and mm-hmm. definitely having having lupo there to give the the more technical actual kind of breakdown of what's going strat wise was awesome um view i thought was really cool and you know, all in all it was just a very well put together event especially since afterwards you saw they came out and they're like look like we actually had a lot of problems with this so i think for what it was and being the star of it all i think it was awesome like they couldn't yeah. have really done much better without having a trial run like this no the problems need to happen especially with uh going forward they made a huge announcement me and you obviously want to talk about this as well they made some future Fortnite announcements they have this thing called the world cup that's going to be taking place uh for the 20 is it 2018 2019 yeah 2019 so and they announced it's going to be duos and but solos. so yeah duo solos but like squads isn't out of it because they also are supporting you know pretty much anyone that runs a tournament they're going to support them as well so you know if a bigger company not a big company but a company wants to put on a squads tournament you know maybe they'll partner up with epic and have a prize pool there and that would be squad so it's not like squads are completely out but for epic they're definitely focusing on solo solos wow uh solos and duos that's that i just combined solos and duos only a special person can do that (laughs) so i don't know my opinion is i love it a lot of comp you know the comp scene and competitive players hated it pan i don't know where you stand on that announcement and how you feel about the early future of fortnite esports i thought it was awesome i think it kind of went along with the prediction that we thought something major was going to happen obviously it wasn't something necessarily in game like a gun or a new part of the map or nothing crazy like that but I mean, we thought that there was a chance they would announce something big, and this is what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, solo duo wise, I see no problem with it. Where I thought it was interesting, like you said, that a lot of the teams kind of reacted differently to it, was what I thought was interesting. I thought I I don't necessarily understand why it bothers them so much to not play squads. Like, yes, you are scrimming as a squad. But you play with these kind of guys, like you play with these guys all day. Like, just figure out. Who Who's going to be your best duos and yeah. go from there? I mean, in FaZe's example, you know it's going to be Tfue and Closey. Like, I don't understand why why it has to be such a big deal there. But, I mean, maybe for some of these smaller teams, that is more of a big deal mm-hmm. that, that they built it around a squad, squad look and that instead of looking at, like, all right, these two guys can pair up and these two guys can pair up. So, I don't know. I think there's going to be some tweaking the lineups possibly. And, they're, I mean, it, like they said, the squads aren't out of it. So there may be even be tweaking to the World Cup itself. Um, but no, I think it's awesome. I think that's that was that 50, 50 cities, 50 events thing that we talked about mm-hmm. too. So I think I, I think it's a good chance for everyone to get out there, whether you're a pro, whether you're an amateur, anybody like that, get out there, play, and just see what you can do and test yourself against other people that, that love the game and just want to play it. Yeah, Epic early on is definitely going to focus on anyone can get in if you're good enough. Like if you – maybe you aren't on TSM, but you're a low-key – freaking god on fortnite and you can get in one of these events and prove yourself i think that's really important i get why some orgs are upset i get why some people in the comp scene are upset because they've been playing squads epic has never mentioned a word about focusing on solos and duos so maybe all these people have been wasting their time in scrims i was actually in a one of the pro streams today chatting with him i asked him how scrims have been going he says things are definitely weird right now because they do squads for scrims but they also have now been starting to do duos so things have been switching up on them so it is probably rough for the pros quote unquote 
I say pros, that's quote unquote pros. There's really no pros yet. Um, but like, it's probably rough for them to get things switched on them like that. They need to switch. They need to focus on duos now, maybe a little more if they're going to be getting into some of these cities to do these uh, World Cup events. So I get that in that aspect. But again, Epic needs to do what's best in their mind. And if that does maybe make a few people mad, then that's some just something they have to do. Well, see, the way I look at it, though, is I don't see it as so much of a switch because there was no official announcement saying, Right, they assume hey, look, that's their squads. fault. Right, everyone everyone just decided, hey, this, their squads were going to team up from these squads. I I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't switch. It's a straight-up announcement. So I, yeah. I see that point, but I don't think it was, like I said, I don't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Um. So the rest of E3 then, you know, they did the warm-up games. They did some practice warm-ups. They did that duo warm-up. They did the final, the official. All right, here's for the real deal. I love that they did that. Gave everyone time to adjust to the, the new setup, make key bindings correct. Or if you're Tim's case, uh, his shoe and his build were both unbound <laughs> for all the games besides like the last one. So he just died immediately. It's just typical Tim. I mean, come on, Tim. Um but hey, I never thought Ninja was going to win, and he did it. He pulled it out. He, you know, he played well a couple of those games, but the last game, him and Marshmallow actually pulled it out. I was impressed. Right. You know, I thought, I thought the best, I guess, surprise out of that whole format was the solos part of it first. Yeah. Which I guess it, it never even crossed my mind that, hey, there's 50 teams, and they could split it up and decide to play solos here. <laughs> um, but no, I thought that was awesome because it gave everybody – everybody really a chance to just kind of show out on their own and see what you had in, in the non-pro, uh, I guess, teammate aspect of it all, like yeah. whether you're a marshmallow or whoever, anybody like see what they could do. But, uh, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's Ninja. Ninja is always living for that big moment. Um, did I think he would pull it out there at the end with that last game after the first two? I don't know. Because, I mean, he lost pretty early to Gattaga in the first one. Um, but, no, I thought it was awesome. I thought I thought, it, I thought, thought it was cool, too, that some of the names we had mentioned uh, were really the higher placers. I mean, if you yeah. look at the top five placers, obviously we talked about Ninja. We talked about Courage a lot. Kitty Plays is one of those uh, female gamers that we had talked about, so it was really cool to see her and uh, Chandler Riggs get up there and win $250,000. Stone Mountain was fourth, and then Allier was fifth. So you got big names in the top five, and again, it all goes to a good cost. And the the event as a whole was amazing, and the format ended up being great. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think E three in that event could have gone any better than what it did for the little, I guess, like we said before, the little experience with it all, the no having no trial run of something like this before. Right. The one thing I do think they could have added, which would have been just probably chaotic, but fun to see, especially with the debate of what the fans want to see squads, duo solos, split those teams into four, have four of them pair up and throw them into a squads as a warm up match as well, and see how chaotic it would have been to see a squads match with all those celebs. That would have been. I think that would have been cool to get it down to the wire and kind of see how those, not necessarily pros, but just the big content creators and how they handle a small circle with a few good players left. Yeah, that, I think that would have been awesome. Uh, definitely probably would have been chaotic. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it just it's something that they could look at for maybe next year's E3 or if someone wants to take this format and just go from there. So, I mean, mm. again, it's, it was it was a blast to watch. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it was fun overall, and E3 was uh, just a, a good way for Epic to show off what they kind of want to do in the future. Like I said, Ninja and Marshmallow do take home the top prize of that $1 million. Go ahead and donate to the... Um, Oh dang it! Now my mind is my mind is blinking. Was it was it? an Alzheimer's. Oh yeah, the Alzheimer's uh, Association. I'm not sure what the exact name was. I think it was yes, the main was one, the national, Alzheimer's. like the the biggest one there. So that was really cool to see them do gotcha. that. And a lot of the other, there's a couple. One one of the who was it? It was one of the females. She donated all the money she won to like her local pet, uh, like one of the local like animal shelters. That was uh, that was. That was Kitty Play. Wait, so we can you imagine $125,000? A little shelter like that? Up. I'm sure it wasn't like a small, I'm sure it's just like a small shelter. It wasn't no big organization. That small organi- or that small shelter is just rolling in dog food now. But that's awesome, man. Because yeah, for you, sure. I mean, you definitely need stuff like that. And I mean, who doesn't love a puppy or a cat? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, all right. So E3, I think that's it. Nothing else for me? Anything for you? Uh, no, I think that about wraps it up for E3. All right, so then, ooh, let's see. Week six of Friday Fortnite did take place. There was a lot that happened in this week. Let me tell you, it was right up Keemstar's alley for drama alert. Keemstar loves the drama. He loves mm, not creating it, but he loves being involved in it. Uh, Panda and I didn't watch all these matches Father's Day weekend. We were definitely both busy with different events happening, uh, but we definitely did catch up on a lot of the news and, and see some of the, the big storylines as a whole. One of the biggest storylines, of course, Panda, when you look at it, is you see who's in the finals. We have four legit pro players that maybe aren't as big as some of these been big content creators. I mean, I wouldn't even say maybe. I mean, <laughs> at this point in where we are in Fortnite, I don't think they're anywhere near... I mean, because everyone knows, everyone knows Phase, everyone knows TSM, Optics, just because of how big of a name it is, people know that. But I mean, you're talking about some true hardcore gamers when you're coming down to 72 hours and Hogman versus Dementos and Mongrel. Yeah, Liquid and Team Seeker are both bigger organizations, but these four players are definitely some of these. The, the, not as big pro players when it comes to people that relatively know them. Uh, the Mongrel being someone who is definitely well known as this 13 year old from I don't even know where he's from over across the across the pond. I do know that he's been featured on a little BBC thing there as being a 13 year old pro. And uh, I don't know about you, Panda, but when I was 13, if I played an event and won five thousand dollars, my parents were probably like, "Okay, uh, this is real. You actually can make some money." playing this game you do all the time so i'm sure that's nice for him to show his parents hey look i've been working hard in school i've also been playing a lot of fortnite this is what i had to prove i just got paid five thousand for just winning one night for just playing fortnite for one day on a friday like whoop you do it's easy money my my mother would look me in the eye and tell me i got lucky <laughs> she wouldn't believe that you was work that you worked for no. it <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. No. All right, well, we see Ninja and Daquan. That was a very, very big combo there. Me and you sent some texts back and forth about them. That was one we had our eyes on. They played against a former champion, uh, Typical Gamer and Thief. They were able to beat them. Then they go right up against the FaZe Clan, Tfue and Cloaksy. That was a huge matchup as well. Ninja and Daquan, they were able to clutch that match. They do have some choke issues later on, but they beat. Two people that have won three times combined. So that was a pretty big 
you know, on the side of Ninja and Daquan. I was kind of disappointed they couldn't finish it out and win everything, especially with how hard of a matchup they had. They ended up losing to Dr. Disrespect and Crafty. You mentioned that you were surprised to see them go as far as they did. It blew my mind. We're talking about guys that got first-rounded, I believe. I know at least once, but I think multiple times they've been first-rounded. Like, bam, lose first-round winners. Bam, lose first-round losers. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about guys that... I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's be honest. We're talking about Doctor Disrespect here. He's not. I mean, yeah, he's played some Fortnite, but this is a guy that plays PUBG. He doesn't. He's not a Fortnite guy. He, yeah, he, he's come true. out and said he he hates Fortnite sometimes. So it's just one of those things that is just you. You guys take a step back and you're like, well, what happened here? Because you have giant names, Ninja and Daquan, and you look and you're like, like, all right, they got back past typical gamer and thief, insanely good gamers. They beat TFU and Cloaksy. Everybody knows how good they are. Two-time champs. That You just go into that next match. You're like, there's no way these dudes are not going to the finals now. Mm-hmm. And they get beat by Disrespect and Crafty. <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely probably a pretty hard loss for them. Especially when they knew they would have been up against that uh, Team Secret team, that the, the young players that are really good. That would have been really interesting to see them go up against Ninja Daquan. Unfortunately, they dropped to the loser's bracket. We see uh, Dr. Disrespect and Crafty um, lose, of course, to the Team Secret boys. They move on to the semifinals. And the bottom side of this bracket, not there weren't really as many big names down here. Of course, King Richard and Aimbot Calvin with who was left. I would really would have thought we would have saw them make it through, but Avery and OP, OP I think is a TSM streamer, um, they make it through yes. against, and they end up facing Rice Gum and Two Pack, which was also really interesting, just because Rice Gum's been in it like a few times, but he's been also been really busy, and he's actually pretty decent, able to, uh, uh, you know beat some big enough names, Dr. Lupo and Ginger Pop. Ginger Pop's been someone who's been appearing on some streams now with them. Uh, and they, uh, it ends up being just the pro scene. We see the, the Liquid and Team Secret, Secret down towards the end. The loser's bracket takes forever, let me tell you. Not that there's any way they could avoid it, but I'm telling you, the freaking SK or the Team Secret squad literally just sat for like two hours waiting for the loser's record to be wrapped up so they could figure out who they were going to play. Yeah, but the, the loser's bracket also brought some very interesting matches into it Well, as well. You're talking about um, Ninja and Daquan beat Nick Merckx and Cypher after losing, and then they do end up going on to play the seven, Liquid 72 hours and then Hogman. Mm-hmm. So they get their shot at these smaller guys, but Hogman in 72 hours – win obviously considering they get back to the finals um but then again below that you get myth and hamlin's beating king richard and by calvin fifi and cloaksy obviously in it till almost the end there when they face myth and hamlin's again which again when you come down to a tsm phase match can't miss it (laughs) cannot miss match um but then myth and hamlin's obviously take that momentum all the way to the Losers round seven, where again seventy two hours and Hogman just end up keep end up rolling, and uh, then they get back into the finals. Yeah, that's one thing we kind of talked about. Let's let's go into the big drama of what happened at Friday Fortnite, and me and you will give our opinions on what side we kind of stand on. So basically, you got this Team Secret that comes in. Team Secret is a relatively big organization when it comes to. Uh, 
in the eSport world, I should say. Let me go ahead and pull up their Twitter account just so I can reference. Um, they have about 300,000 followers. So they definitely are known in that kind of eSports world. They have these two young players. And they start, you know, trash-talking in a specific way, I should say. They kind of trash-talk the event, kind of. They also say that pro players are greater than, greater than, greater than uh, the entertainers, which I think that is what pissed Keemstar off. And this is where it comes down to, what does Keemstar value more? Does he value the smaller pro players that come in and wipe the table? Or does he want a more fun environment, all these YouTubers and t big Twitch streamers that are you know, competing every Friday for fun? And you know, there is money involved, but it's bringing in a lot of views. And this was, I believe you said, one of the smallest view-wise Friday Fortnite they have. You look at the finals, you don't see... No TSM, no FaZe, no Ninja, any of the really big names. You don't see them in the finals. So maybe not everyone was tuning in because it was these smaller pros. So he banned Team Secret. He banned that organization from the tournament, which means uh, Dementos and Mongrel can't play anymore unless they play under a different name, which I feel bad for them because they're just 13 and 17-year-olds. They just want to play the game. That's all they're here for. Unfortunately, maybe the social media director at Team Secret shouldn't have done that and got his team in trouble. He, whoever was tweeting, was defending themselves saying, I thought Trash Talk was fair game. Keemstar said, like, Trash Talk is fine, Toxicity is fine, but when you're trashing, like, the event and, like, other things, that's not okay. I don't remember what the exact quote was. Anyways, bottom line is Keemstar makes the final decisions, I should say, and uh, what he thinks is offensive, he can ban whoever he wants. I think it's unfortunate that the 13-year-old and 17-year-old got banned in a kind of a way since they represent Team Secret. I don't know what you think or if you think Keemstar is just kind of being a baby and he should just go along with the trash talk or, or I don't know what your opinion is. My opinion kind of leans towards where I think the tournament leans, and I think the tournament is going to start leading towards the entertainers now. And I think, I think Keem took such offense to that because you're, because you're really ended up trashing the guys that are kind of getting you your. Exposure. It's hard to explain. It's yeah, you're getting you're trashing guys that are getting you the exposure and getting, getting this game relevant. So if you come in and say pros better than entertainers, yeah, obviously. Your pro players are going to be the best in the world. But that doesn't mean you can come in and, and just take a shit on the guys that are setting the ground for you. <laughs> and even then, those guys that are setting the groundwork are just as good. Because obviously, TSM guys are pros. Obviously, FaZe guys are pros. Ninja, if he wanted to, would be the highest sought-after free agent, in my opinion. For sure. If that guy wanted to play for a pro team, no one's going to say no. <laughs> so, again, you're trashing these guys. Like, yeah, maybe they had a bad day or, yeah, you beat them. But you kind of got to have that respect of – I don't want to say respect your, your elders and get off my line, lawn kind of garbage. But, but like I said, I think at the end of the day, you got to respect where where this all started, what's gotten this tournament so big. And I think – I don't want to say Keemstar is doing the right thing because I don't think he's necessarily doing it by doing it right by banning him, but maybe, maybe a <clears throat> suspension, I guess is maybe more of a better way of going about it. Like, look, you misunderstood how this goes next week. You guys can't play just take a little time out. Kind of respect it a little bit next week after that, you can be back in. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to do it. 
But I, I also kind of respect him for sticking up for these guys because, I mean, Keem's not stupid either. Keem knows that these guys are helping him and his uh, his mojo and his hmm. uh, the way he's viewed. So, yeah, I mean, so I think that guy, he's going to stick up for them no matter what. And it's like you said, it's one of those things that he's going to have to decide how he wants this tournament to be. Right. And. I'm not saying Keemstar's in it for the views. I'm not saying Keemstar's in it for all the attention he's getting. But when an event like this is getting more views than maybe The Walking Dead is currently, um, he's going to want these entertainment. Someone like Rice Gum is one of the big. Rice Gum was in a Super Bowl commercial this year. Like, that's the type of YouTuber you want in your tournament because it's more entertaining and his fans are going to watch him play. Do you want. A 13-year-old uh, mongrel from whatever who has 1,000 followers on Twitter and a few thousand on Twitch. Maybe not. Whether Even though that kid is literally better than everyone else, obviously not You know, on a good day. But he just won. So, yeah, he's super talented. But Keem's going to figure out where he lies. And, you know, what's going to be more important is keeping all these fun entertainers in it. Tim the Tatman, is he super good and dominating? No. But he brings about 30 to 40, 30, I would say, on the high end of his his fans and his viewers in. He's a big joke of the tournament that he adds a lot of fun to it. So, yeah, that's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. And a guy like Tim's been playing well, too. So you, it, you're not really going to bash on him there either. And I didn't necessarily mean that Keem's in it for the views, obviously. It's just one of those things that Keem, I think Keem respects the growth that it's had. Yeah, He did this for... He did this for these guys that are out there playing this game every day for for people to watch on Twitch. And he's like, look, hey, I'm going to help you guys out. Here's a tournament I'm putting together. Here's here's just a new platform for you guys to play on. Here's $20,000. <laughs> right, that helps too. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, it's just one of those things that, I mean, and some people I saw on Twitter said, they even said, they're like, well, hey, these guys should be in the Saturday streams. And now he's talking about bringing those back. It's one of those things where, again, are you going to base it off of Twitch and views, or are you going to base it off of skill? Yeah, I think I lean towards views. That's probably not a popular way, but I think for this particular tournament, I think you got to go views. Yeah, you know that's what Keem wants, because he literally tweets out, Give me a big Twitch or YouTuber that should be in this week's event. Someone dropped out. And he doesn't he, – he, so that's what he wants. Like he wants someone that has a lot of viewers and a lot of people involved and that play Fortnite. He doesn't say – which he has tweeted this out as well. But he doesn't always say, give me the most talented Fortnite player out there. You know, he, he's definitely maybe looking for someone who's bigger, has a lot of fans, a lot of – he has like their own community that he would want to bring into Friday Fortnite. Yeah, it's just one of those things that is going to be a topic of discussion in weeks forward. I think it's something that we don't have a definite answer to now, maybe in the next few days or leading up to this Friday, but it's not something that's going to figure itself overnight. Obviously, it's going to be something that he needs to kind of think about and talk over with whoever is helping run it and just go from there. You got to make a decision on it. <laughs> SK, or not SK, sorry. There's two orcs. There's Secret and SK. I keep saying SK by accident. Team Secret should not have come into Friday Fortnite for their first time in trash talk. They should have waited a week. I think a week from now, maybe Keem would have been a little 
uh, you know, maybe more okay with it. But they came in like week one talking trash. Team's like, oh, hold up, take a minute, like, or wait a minute, like, what are you doing, chill? And, they, <laughs> and that kind of goes to the whole respect thing. It's like you, you're jumping in your first one, you're talking all this shit, and yet you got guys like, again, I hate to keep saying the big names. We get Ninja TSM Phase that are laying the groundwork, and you just kind of shit all over it. So. So kind of establish yourself first, make a little presence known, get your name out there, then have some fun with it. Yeah. Maybe not just jump in and and just Adam just jump in and just kind of I don't want to say ruin it, but just kind of just be toxic about it, you know. And that's where I think the team secret, maybe this person that's running the social media, thought. Like, I really do think they didn't meant no harm. They're talking to Keemstar here. He's the host of Drama Alert. All he ever does is talk about drama and host that kind of stuff. So they're probably thinking, this will be great for us. We'll get in a little Twitter beef with Keemstar for fun. And Keemstar was not having it. So I do kind of feel bad for Team Secret nope. because they were like, oh, shit. I thought this was going to be fun. And he's actually mad. Uh, whoops. Uh, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. And it was too late. He was already mad enough <laughs> to ban them. Yeah. No, it's it's unfortunate to see someone that good get banned, especially since they're one. But yeah, I don't for know, sure. man. He's gotta he's gotta figure out what he wants. He's gotta set up some guidelines at this point. Yeah. Well that was that was week six, June fifteenth. The week coming up a day ago, actually I'm looking at Keemstar's Twitter right now. Hip heart hip hop artist Lil Yachty teams up with FaZe Adapt for week seven Friday Fortnite. So there's already been a few people announced. This is where you're bringing views right here. This is the answer we just talked about. He's bringing in a a rapper like Lil Yachty to play. Little Yachty probably plays on the Xbox or PlayStation. I guarantee he's not no Nick Merck. So that's that's the entertainment value right there, and that's going to be really interesting to see. Next is going to be Marshmallow. You know, next is going to be other famous people now, and you're going to see Keem uh, lean towards a pro-am event where you have celebrities playing with you know big big gamers. And that's what I was just about to say is that maybe this sets even more groundwork for a different kind of tournament where you end up having your pro players in one tournament and your kind of big entertainers and celebrities in another. So then that would make an interesting choice then for your pros slash entertainers, like a myth, like a cloaksy or a T or Amos or any of them. What do you do? You go play with the pros and kind of run those and see where you're at and see if you can get better and grow there. Or do you keep growing your own brand in these, in these kind of Friday Fortnite tournaments? So a lot of different ways and things to look at in these next few weeks yeah for sure i think at that time if you're if you're signed with an org you have to go the competitive route like myth and ham they need to they need to work on that duo together so we can see them dominate the world i mean or not the world the world cup um and and i get their their entertainers and i get their brands really important but I don't know. They're signed with TSM. TSM fans want to see them compete. They want to see them on top. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be interesting. It's the next couple of weeks. We're on week seven. Who knows where this is going? Who knows what Keemstar has in the plan? He is already planning other, uh, not necessarily him, but UMG, I guess, is planning and doing other events. They're doing Xbox 1v1s. They're doing a 2v2 PlayStation. You know, they're just doing a lot of other events with smaller and smaller people. So that's pretty sweet. Is definitely growing, that's for sure. Yeah. And you know what the one of the best ways to follow along with these smaller organizations and teams that you don't know is? It's to follow our buddy. Oh. Who may or may not <laughs> be coming on the podcast 
this yes. week or maybe even early next week, depending on how things fall here. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, our, our friend Hunter over at the FPL Fortnite Esports News, uh, the Twitter page, he's created this a, a little while ago, and he's really been grinding out information, constantly tweeting out uh, some FPL boards is what he calls them, it's complete Excel sheets of every team, every player, every free agent. I'm talking about people you never heard of. This way you can find new streamers on Twitch that are really good players, you know, just free agents and the talented Fortnite, the talented people that are coming up in Fortnite. It's a completely different world than your entertainers, and that's what I love about it. That's what I love about his page. He's going to be coming on. Hopefully, we're going to record Wednesday. We'll probably release it late this week. That is our current plan, but we're going to talk about the current scene, talk about which big orgs are coming in, uh, what he's been hearing about, you know, whether pro players are excited about the duo, solo, World Cup, or they rather go back to squads. It's going to be – it should be a pretty interesting interview with him and just – for us to start working with him more and more when it comes to the Fortnite news, because that's what you know me and Panda are obviously focusing on as well. While right now we're talking about the bigger events, these more famous, you know, entertainer, big YouTuber, Twitch events, uh, we currently don't have really small tournaments with just the pros in it. Um, so yeah, that that's one thing to look forward to. Nice, nice segue there, Panda. I definitely did not pick up with where you were going. <laughs> You know, I very rarely have good ideas, but every once in a while they just kind of pop in and I'm like, hey, segue time. Oh, yeah. Well, the last thing we do have on our list to talk about is just uh, Ninja did recently announce his his first really big, big partnership uh, with Red Bull and Red Bull Esports. He announced a partnership on stream. He also announced the little event they're putting on, and I say little, which I don't think it's going to be little at all. It's super interesting. It's super early, so we're not going to talk too much into detail. We will have probably a whole episode on this down the, down the line because it's about a month away. Uh, it is the Red Bull Rise Till Dawn event, and now I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be able to play in this event. It's literally taking place all night long. I'd be asleep at the keyboard. Like it starts at eight twenty one p.m. I, and ends at five thirty five a.m. I couldn't do it. I uh, work has killed any late night schedule I like to play in <laughs> anymore. So no, I I would pass out. Yeah. Um. So Ninja's gonna be there and. Should I also mention it's sold out already? It's sold out within the first day, so you can't go anymore unless you have some major pull. Uh, the other big thing, me and you did talk about before. This is on the 99th floor of Chicago's Willis Tower. Let me also throw that out there. This is going to be on like this is going to be insane. The, just like the whole production, you are literally going to be looking over Lake Michigan. It's going to be badass. Uh, the big thing, me and you already did talk about, is the prize pool. We were surprised seeing a name like Red Bull and a name like Ninja being involved. And the prize pool is like two thousand for the top spot. Uh, that's definitely you know kind of low than uh, you know what Ninja is kind of used to. His his Las Vegas, uh, his Las Vegas event was somewhere around fifty thousand or something. So that was really surprised me and then the scoring has not been announced yet they don't really know how it's going to score you even talked about how like it's going to be like a continuous score type system and you're not going to know who wins till the end of the or i guess in the morning but i don't know it's going to be weird right from what from the little bit i've seen and kind of the little bit they've announced um my understanding of it all is that it's going to be a, a long grinding night they're going to determine a top five, and then that's your winners. Um, I'm not sure how, because even then they just say top five and score. So, I mean, does that does that 
count kill racking kills racking up does that count placing like you get a higher score for getting first there's a lot of different things that are going to be announced uh i'm sure later on getting closer to the event and like you said that'll be a pretty much be a podcast in itself i'm sure once that comes out yeah it'll be interesting to see if they're just playing against ninjas just playing against like just whoever's in the crowd, they pull special people up like they kind of did at the Vegas event, or if they're going to be bringing out some of these smaller pros that are really talented than me or less known to see if they can beat Ninja. All I know is like fifth fifth prize pool is like $250 to so split between the two teams that win. So it's like, man, if you're making a big trip out to Chicago for that, that's not like not worth it. So we'll have to see if if it's, it's obviously not made to attract the big pros with the prize pool that's there. But, you know, people are going to want to see Myth go. Like, that's always the big thing. Oh, can Myth take down Ninja? Or you're going to see and I think Tfue that's or where the Cloaksies, exposure comes you know? in. Right, exactly. Is yeah. that how, like, do you want, like, do you, do you want to say, all right, hey, prize pool isn't great, but it's Ninja. It's hmm. Red Bull. People are going to watch. And so, I mean, do you want to get your name out there more? So, like you said, it's it's interesting to kind of look at these smaller smaller events and yeah just the way they handle themselves i mean it's on the 99th floor of chicago of that the wills tower so i mean it kind of sucks it's not chicago is not far from me and you i would have bought a ticket if i had a like if it wasn't crazy expensive oh my god i'd be driving to chicago for sure sleeping in my vehicle to see all that since it's so close to us like that would be badass but it's sold out already so we're out of luck <laughs> we'll have to watch on twitch like everyone else <laughs> yeah and i'll probably i mean you know me. I can fall asleep at any time, so <laughs> I God knows I'm not getting. Oh yeah. God! I am not staying up from eight till five in the morning. So we're watching the re the rerun is what you're saying. There's no way we're right. gonna I'll watch be all watching it. the highlights the next morning <laughs> on, on Twitter. Uh, all right. Well, this was our third episode of the Tilted Takes podcast. I hope you all have been enjoying. I'm trying to get the word out there and just trying to get more and more people involved. Of course, we are trying to cover. Fortnite esports scene that is currently being created as we speak. So we're we're this is our our bet our alpha our beta. We're going right along with it, growing the show in different ways as we continue. If you enjoy it, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on the iTunes or the follow or whatever it is on Google Play. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well at Tilted Takes Podcast. You're gonna no excuse me just at Tilted Takes. Yeah, um, we are the Tilted Takes Podcast on Twitter. Our Twitter accounts, of course. Um, endless 55 vg and it's the panda bear that's all i have for this episode tell your friends if you enjoy it let everyone know about it other than that panda i don't got anything else do you have anything else i do not man i i'm excited to see where we go i'm excited to see where the fortnite scene goes i mean we're gonna keep adapting to it as it adapts and i mean i i appreciate anybody and everybody that's given us a listen and given us any bit of your time so I'd like to thank you guys for for listening, even even this early in the adventure. So about wraps wraps up everything I have for this week. All right. Well, once again, we'll be doing hopefully an interview with Hunter from the FPL uh, Fortnite Esports News uh, Twitter page, and uh, we'll be getting that out to you hopefully later this week. Still no complete schedule set, like we've said. Everything is just we're winging it right now. Since we have something to talk about, we record. But that's all I have. Thank you for listening. Uh, GGs, man. GGs, everybody.